Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, we are going to be discussing my Week 8 wide receivers start or sit decisions for fantasy football in 2020. Inside of this video, we are going to be going over every single matchup from Thursday all the way until Monday night and talk about whether I would start or sit every single wide receiver of note inside of this matchup. So I'd like to ask before I start the video that if you do at any point inside of this video end up having a great time, to please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below because not only is it free, I put out content every single day to help you guys win your 2020 Fantasy Football Championship, as well as I'd like to give you guys a quick word from my friends and my sponsor over at OverlayDFS.com. OverlayDFS.com is my favorite way to play daily fantasy sports in fantasy football. It is that simple. All you have to do is pick a player versus player. This is the Thursday night football matchup for this week between the Atlanta Falcons at the Carolina Panthers. Who scores more fantasy points? Matt Ryan plus two additional fantasy points or Teddy Bridgewater minus two? Who scores more fantasy points? Fat Mike Davis minus eight and a half or Curtis Samuel plus eight and a half? It's that simple. Simple. Player versus player matchups. You guys do all this research for fantasy football every single week. Why not make some easy money off of it on OverlayDFS.com? And we are back. Let's get right into it. Week 8 wide receivers start or sit decisions. We begin with a loaded wide receiver core in the Falcons at Panthers Thursday night football game. With Matt Ryan not looking amazing last week, obviously, due to the increased amount of touchdowns from TG, Todd, Gurley, and the effectiveness of the choke later in the game has the Falcons losing that one, but Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley are going to be very involved on a weekly basis. This is kind of the premier matchup to have a decently high-scoring game with not either team having that great of a defense. The Falcons having one of the worst defenses in the NFL. The Panthers having just a so-so defense to me. So Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley should be able to form that nice Eiffel Tower over that Panthers defense. But the same thing can be said with DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson up against the Atlanta Falcons. DJ Moore last week gashed that defense on a deep route, which is something we haven't seen really at all thus far this season out of DJ Moore. For some reason, Teddy Bridgewater turns into a fucking blind person when he goes to throw the ball to DJ Moore because he'll be open. And he just, for some reason, doesn't get the looks that he did last year with Cam Newton and Kyle Allen in Carolina. But with that said, DJ Moore, even when he hasn't been ultra amazing this season, he still has remained very consistent and a safe play on a weekly basis. And with this increased matchup up against the Atlanta Falcons, plus for him, obviously, because the Atlanta Falcons defense is very bad. I like DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson both in this game, considering Robbie Anderson seems to be Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Two Gloves, number one target on the team for the Falcons. They also have Russell Gage, who was kind of a hot pickup a couple of weeks ago, but hasn't really been that hot guy hot pickup hot fucking player for your lineup as of recently Curtis Samuel also not too bueno for your team thus far this season now onto the Sunday slate of games we got another loaded slate for the wide receiver position the Steelers at the Baltimore Ravens well at least on one side for the Pittsburgh Steelers it's kind of a loaded wide receiver core now Juju Smith-Schuster finally had a good game since like really the beginning of the season so what do you think about that how do you have to kind of read this situation and to me I think you play all three of these guys, but one of them 100% will be a disappointment unless Deontay Johnson is to miss in this game, ends up getting hurt at the end of that game on Sunday. So there's definitely potential Deontay Johnson does not end up suiting up here on Sunday up against the Baltimore Ravens, though I think if he does end up playing, I like him and Claypool more than Juju Smith-Schuster. Deontay Johnson has been overwhelmingly the majority target leader in that offense when he is on the field. Juju Smith-Schuster kind of hit or miss this though far, thus 
far this season and up against the Ravens, kind of a scary matchup, but I just feel like Big Ben has played so well that you almost have to start him. Chase Claypool had one down game. People are going to be crying a river about Mapletron is what they're calling this guy because he's from Canada and he's like Megatron. This guy's a certified goddamn beast seven days a week. Chase Claypool, I like here up against the Ravens in a bounce back game. And the one receiver of note, Hollywood Brown of the Baltimore Ravens is going to be a start here for me as well. But caution, caution, caution. This is a tough game up against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Next game here, we got the Rams at my Miami Dolphins. Now the Dolphins defense, I'm a Dolphins fan, so, but I don't really incorporate that into my analysis. Like I want the Dolphins to win this game, obviously, but there's definitely the scenario where the Rams blow the shit out of the Miami Dolphins with Tua Tagovailoa playing his first ever NFL game. That's why I'm very concerned about these Dolphins wide receivers because we have not seen it yet in action with Tua. I think two weeks from now, this may have looked like a dumbass move, sitting Devontae Parker, sitting Preston Williams, but until I see it with my own eyes, and if I'm not in a really shitty situation, I don't really want to be starting Devontae Parker or Preston Williams in Tua's first ever game in the NFL. For the Rams, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup have been very reliable thus far this season. While we do see games where Jared Goff lights it up and then the other games where this guy looks like he has no idea how to even grip the fucking pigskin, at the end of the day, both these guys still do end up performing basically because of the kind of plays that Sean McVay is calling to get Robert Woods involved with rushing the ball. So at the same time, that also could happen with Cooper Cup. So I like Robert Woods and Cooper Cup in this game, even up against the Dolphins defense that I think is actually kind of underrated. Next game here, we got the New York football Jets at the Kansas City Chiefs and this game is about as interesting as looking at a fucking wall while the paint dries on it this may be a pounding worse than what you can see on the other tube when you flip off of this one later so Tariq Hill is gonna go absolutely crazy up against the New York football Jets last week the Buffalo Bills kind of just cruised through that game which could potentially happen here where the Chiefs don't cover the spread because the spread is plus 20 and a half for the Jets you heard that correctly. That sounds like a college football spread. That's how shit the New York football Jets are. I don't think Andy Reid overlooks any team, and he'll just go to pound town on the New York football Jets, so I like Tariq Hill in this matchup. McCole Hardman has told us on Twitter that he does not give a fuck about you. If you play fantasy football and you have him and you complain to him, fuck you. That's what he said now. Honestly, I understand that because... If a guy has a bad game, you shouldn't fucking pull up Twitter and be like, at McCole Hardman, you dumb piece of shit. You haven't done anything all season. You piece of shat. You dumbass. And tweet things. Don't tweet that at a guy, okay? He's only human. He has not gotten a lot of opportunities, so you can't really blame him. The ball's just not getting thrown his way. With that said, this is an amazing matchup up against the Jets, but I still don't play. feel very comfortable starting him. Denzel Mims and Brashad Perryman. Brashad Perryman got whacked out last week, like the end of fucking Tony Soprano's life. So I don't know if Rashad Perryman's going to play, but regardless of who's playing, I'm certainly not playing him for the New York football Jets. Next game here, we got the Minnesota Vikings at the Green Bay Packers. Before we get into this, if you guys have ended up enjoying the video thus far, please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. Let's get into it. Vikings at Packers. I like Adam Thielen for the Vikings as well as Double J, Juicy J, Justin Jefferson in this one up against the Green Bay Packers. Now, while I don't think the Vikings are the greatest team in the NFL, they kind of play close in these games, and the Packers' defense just, it doesn't look all that good. They're constantly, the Packers are also constantly playing in these close games, so I think this one is going to be pretty close, unlike the first time these guys played where the Green Bay Packers just cock stomped the Vikings to death. So I think Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson are going to be able to put solid games in this one via the hands of, you like that, Kirk Cousins. For the Packers, Devontae Adams took a certified shit. 
on the defense last week. Devontae Adams put up nearly 200 yards, dose touchdowns. This guy went absolutely hamboney last week, and I expect nothing less from Devontae Adams because he's one of the better wide receivers in the NFL with one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL up against a defense where you can't even name a single fucking player on it unless you're a fan of the Minnesota Vikings. And I'm going to be sitting down MVS for the Green Bay Packers because I don't trust anyone besides Devontae Adams and Robert Tanyan and Aaron Jones if he's healthy. And if he's not healthy, I trust Jamal Williams. And if you want to hear more about the running backs, make sure you check out the running back starter ship video from yesterday. Back into this, Colts at the Detroit Lions. I'm going to start here with starting Kenny Galladay. Kenny Bones in this one. I don't feel ultra confident in Marvin Jones. Now, he did have one good game last week, so maybe this is the turn the tide. The beginning of the season was very bad for Marvin Jones, but we've known Marvin Jones as kind of that hit-or-miss kind of a player you throw in your lineup. Now, he used to be very consistent last season to where, not even consistent, but to where he wouldn't fuck you over, right? He'd get like eight points, nine points on his bad week. His bad week this year is like fucking one point. So with that said, Kenny Galladay has been very safe thus far this season. Matty Snapback loves to throw the pigskin all over the yard, and I think Kenny Galladay is very involved here, up against a nice defense in the Indianapolis Colts. For the Colts, it's kind of up in the air who you would want to start in this game because there's really no one there. T.Y. Hilton has not proved to me that he is any good at all this season, and Phillip Rivers hasn't proved to me at all that I would want to trust him with playing a wide receiver on this team. Early in the season, we saw Mr. Perry Campbell play very good, but then he got on the IR, and now there's just a bunch of shit stains at the wide receiver position for the Colts, so I don't really trust anyone at all, so I'd much rather just lean with just Kenny Galladay in this game. Next game up, we got the Las Vegas Raiders at the Cleveland Browns. Now, in this one, I like Jarvis Landry. Rest in peace to Odell Beckham Jr. F in the chat for Odell because he ended up getting hurt, torn ACL last week, so you obviously don't like to see that Jarvis Landry in relief. Didn't play all that good this week. He gets the Raiders. I think if there's anyone to start in this game, it would be Jarvis Landry, but I'm still kind of cautious about it, considering there's a lot of guys there at wide receiver. There's Rashad Higgins. There's Donovan Peoples-Jones. There's a couple of players on that team that could really evolve into playing here very well, but I think now with Odell out, they're going to really try to hammer Dan and run the ball a lot in this one. For the Raiders, I don't like Henry Ruggs. I don't like Hunter Renfro at all in this matchup. They feel very hit or miss on a weekly basis, and I just don't feel ultra confident in starting them. Sure, one of these guys could have a complete and utter blow-up game, especially Henry Ruggs. That guy's just a firecracker you throw into your lineup, and this guy could go two targets two receptions, and 160 yards and two touchdowns. And you wouldn't be surprised at all. But when he takes a stinker, a straight-up goose egg right on your chest, you shouldn't be surprised either at all. Next game, here we got the Le Titans at the Cincinnati Bungles. Notice how I almost said the Pittsburgh Steelers because that was the matchup last week, the Titans up against the Steelers. So in this one, I like A.J. Brown as well as Corey Davis for the Le Titans. Corey Davis came back after being on the big Rona virus, the Rona covid protocol shit where he missed a couple of games, came back and played quite well. A.J. Brown looks like a world beater at this point. This guy looks like one of the better wide receivers in the NFL, and this is a wide open matchup for him up against the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals defense splits like the Red Sea for Moses, and A.J. Brown is going to take full advantage of that Bengals defense. Same thing goes for Corey Davis, even if he's kind of the second guy in line for that team. Now the Bengals, A.J. Green is looking hot, hot, hot. But is it too hot to where he's going to completely cool down? I think so. But at this point in a matchup that I think Joe Burrow is going to keep them in and a decently high-scoring one, I think A.J. Brown is worthy of a start this week. Even though I've dissed him a lot this season, he has put up two solid games in a row. I'm kind of on to trading him at this point. But 
if you have him and you're not trading him, you probably could play him this week. For the rest of the Bengals, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, both these guys are eating like their name is Ezekiel Elliott on a weekly basis. Titty Boy, T. Higgins has really came out of nowhere thus far this season, and he's been playing well for a good fucking reason, and that's because Joe Burrow, in my opinion, hand-selected this man to be drafted after he did this year in the 2020 NFL Draft. Burrow clearly saw something he liked in Higgins as he was spanking him down in the national championship. So Higgins has looked very good thus far this season, as has Tyler. Yeah, Boyd, after a kind of rocky start to the season. Next game here, we got the New England Deflatriots at the Buffalo Bills. Now, the wide receiver core for the Patriots is completely decimated. Julian Edelman doesn't even look good because Cam Newton looks like he has no idea how to throw the fucking ball. He's looking like Stevie Wonder in the goddamn pocket. He, I made a joke about this in the running back video, but he's throwing the ball and the shit looks like it's top heavy. It looks like it's going to smack directly into the goddamn Titanic and this Patriots team is sinking with Cam Newton at the captain's seat. This guy's throwing the ball and he is going, he's like Tanya Harding getting straight, going straight for the goddamn kneecaps. He is not hitting guys on the hands. It makes no fucking sense. Ever since the Rona protocol for Cam Newton, he has not looked like the same goddamn guy. For the Bills, they haven't looked the same recently, but they're still all right, and I think that they go ahead here and play well up against the Buffalo Bills after not really giving a fuck up against the New York Football Jets last week and just coasting to a W via 7 million field goals. Stefan Diggs has been very reliable for the Buffalo Bills thus far this season. Completely and utterly Switching my expectations on Stefan Diggs, I didn't expect him to be the fucking player that he is right now. For the Buffalo Bills that he has been, and especially with John B., John Brown being injured recently, Stefan Diggs has really stepped it up, and as has Cole Beasley. Now, he's got the eh tag next to him because if John Brown plays, I don't really want anything to do with Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley really has no upside at all. He's just the kind of guy you throw in your lineup, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to get 11 PPR points. Take it or fucking leave it. That's what he says to you when, he, when you put him in your lineup because he's never going to exceed and drop like 30, but he's never going to fuck you in the ass and score like four. So that's kind of how you want to read this situation. And you might want to be a little bit worried because I feel like Bill Belichick won't lose this amount of games in a row. Next game here, we got the Los Angeles Chargers at the Denver Broncos. The dick off, the cock off, the cock fight between horse cock Herbert and horse cock Drew Locke. I'm going to be starting Keenan Allen in this matchup. Hopefully this guy is all good and healthy because he has been a beast thus far this season. Justin Herbert legitimately looks like the future of LA for the Chargers and not a lot of people, including myself, saw that coming. This guy is dissecting defenses like he's a fucking surgeon out there. So I really like Keenan Allen in this matchup up against a not-so-hot Broncos defense. And Mike Williams also would be dubbed as a start, but you can feel as confidence is got to be key when you play Mike Williams because I have about zero confidence in him, but this matchup tells me to start him due to the fact that the Broncos defense looks pretty wishy-washy thus far this season. But understand if you're starting him, there's a whole lot of risk because he's been either really good or really shit in games thus far this season. For the Broncos side of the ball... Against the Chargers defense, while not the amazing Chargers defense we kind of thought they would be this season, are still decent, and Judy would be the one closest to being started, but I still don't feel ultra confident in this matchup. I'm also going to be sitting down Tim Patrick in this one. For the next game here, we got a nice matchup between Jimmy G, Handsome Jimmy, Porn Star Jimmy, and Russell Wilson, the 49ers at the Seattle Seahawks. Now, we saw DK Metcalf hit Mach 3 last week on Monday night. This motherfucker was running like his name was Lightning McQueen. I don't know how he ran that fast. He was in hyperdrive. He put the NOS on like he was in fucking, what's that movie called? Fast and Furious. So 
go ahead and take it as you will. This motherfucker chased that guy down. It was the crazy... I don't know how that man runs that fast. He looks like he's 6'7", 350. This guy is built like a brick shithouse. And he chased that guy down. That was the most impressive play I've ever seen of DK Metcalf's career. And I've seen him moss people. Amazing. DK Metcalf, though, did have a down game last week because Tyler Lockett went for not one, not two, but a three touchdowns last week in that matchup up against the Arizona Cardinals. And I kind of expect this one to be a decently high-scoring game as well. And I think both these wide receivers are must-starts on a weekly basis, even if sometimes they have down games. Lockett had a couple down games in a row. And then while Metcalf was eating, and then Metcalf had a down game while Lockett was eating. But I don't expect Lockett to score three touchdowns again. I expect it to be a very close share in targets in this matchup. And for the 49ers, Brandon Ayuk looks like a must-start this week. The Seattle defense sucks some fat hog and Debo Samuel is going to be missing from this game so Jimmy G's number one target aside from George Kitzel me Timbers is going to be Brandon Ayuk and I'm going to be sitting down Kendrick Bourne in this matchup up against the Seattle Seahawks Next matchup on the docket is the New Orleans Saints at the Bears. Old man Drew Brees versus 9-inch Nicholas Foles. Now reports are that Michael Thomas is probably going to miss this one. Um, next week's the trade deadline on Tuesday so he may even end up getting traded are what the reports are saying, which would make no sense. But then again, he did hit his teammate with the 1-2 Mayweather and actually punched his teammate. So I have no idea what the fuck is wrong with Michael Thomas. But what I do know is there's one thing right about this Bears offense, and it's Nick Foles to Allen Robinson. It is like Brady to Gronk. It is like, I don't even know, just another amazing duo. It's like Rodgers to Jordy Nelson. It's like me throwing the knowledge into your brain so you guys can win your week in fantasy football. That's what it's like. It's like fucking Jordan and Pimpin. It's like um, another good combo. Me and drinking way too much on a Sunday. So with that said, Allen Robinson is going to be very good in this matchup. This guy's been playing so well thus far this season after they made this switch from kissing titties Mitchell Trubisky to 9-inch Nick Foles. And this is a solid matchup up against the New Orleans Saints. For the Saints, without Michael Thomas, without Emmanuel Sanders likely, can't really start anyone. Traquan Smith would be the guy to name, but up against the Bears defense, I expect them to look a lot better than they looked last week up against the LA Rams, and Anthony Miller really hasn't proved anything with 9-inch Nick Foles under center. Next game, here's the Sunday night special between the Cowboys at the Philadelphia Eagles. For the Cowboys, this one is as confusing as it gets for the Cowboys at the Eagles, because the Eagles don't have great defense, but it's going to be Ben DiNucci, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys and owner of a pizzeria near you. This guy, probably going to start over Andy Dalton because Dalton's in the concussion protocol. I have no idea what to think. Zero clue. Zero clue. If I was going to trust anyone, it would be Amari Cooper. If I trust someone the least, it's Michael Thomas. In the middle, there's C.D. Lum, who is very talented, but the quarterback play is very suspect in Dallas, so I'm starting Cooper and Lamb, but temper your expectations, especially since how bad Dalton has looked, and I don't even think Dalton's going to end up playing. For the Eagles, they're very confident in Travis F., Travis Fulgram, Travis pay F., press F to pay respects for the Dallas Cowboys defense because Travis is going to go absolutely sicko mode like his name was Travis Scott up against the Dallas Cowboys garbage-ass defense. And I'm going to be sitting down Michael Gallup because I really don't trust him at all. Final game of the week, we got Monday Night Football, a classic matchup between Tom Brady and the Giants, except for this time, instead of wearing the cheating Patriots uniform, he's wearing a Buccaneers uniform. Antonio Brown is coming to town. Antonio Brown is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. 
in the form of Antonio Brown. Not this week, but next week. A.B. is going to crash land into the Buccaneers. Whether good or bad, it's going to be entertaining. But Chris Godwin is missing this game with, oh, I hurt my finger. Chris Godwin, I mean, now I understand I'm making a joke about it, right? I understand that Chris Godwin would beat the ever-living shit out of me with the use of his fucking pinky. Okay? Chris Godwin is a beast. I really love him. Just sucks that he's going to be injured yet again thus far this season. So he's missing in this one. So that opens the opportunity for Scotty Miller to come in here and play a pretty decent game. He's looked good. He's looked bad thus far this season. So he is kind of a dice roll player, but I do like him here. Up against a not-so-amazing Giants defense and Mike Evans, even when he struggled, he's still a touchdown machine. And the Giants will allow him to do what he does best, and that is score those fucking touchdowns. For the Giants, I'm sitting down Slayton and Shepard. This Buccaneers defense does scare me. I think both these guys will be solid for the rest of the season, but this matchup seems like absolute no bueno for me. So thank you guys all for watching this video. If you didn't end up enjoying at all, please make sure to check out my sponsor, as well as make sure you guys click that subscribe button down below. I love each and every single one of you guys so much, and I'll see you beautiful bastards later with the trade target video with me and Tyler. Have a great rest of your guys' day. As always, kaboom!